Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport Magazine and Autosport.com, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. And today, we're going from Formula One and taking two steps down the single-seater ladder, because today, with the championship wrapped up at Monza, we're taking a look at FIA Formula 3 and asking, why is F3 a series that every F1 fan should have an eye on? who had a standout year this year, and which names we might just be seeing a lot more of in the future. Let's get up to speed with Autosports' Megan White. Hey, Megan, welcome back to the podcast. It's been too long, frankly. Hello, hello Martin. <laughs> it certainly has been. This is your second year with Autosport. Your first on the F2 and F3 beats. How's it been? Yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. You know, moving up from covering F3 and W Series last year to covering F2 and F3 this year, uh, has been fantastic. It's It's been great to see some of the really standout young talent coming through the ranks. Got to a few races, seen some drama, as F3 always has, but this year has been particularly chaotic, and seen some absolutely incredible racing. You know, there's been some some really standout races considering the age of some of these drivers and and you know the amount the amount of time they've been racing some of it has been absolutely phenomenal it's been a pleasure it's been brilliant we've got had some really good insight had some really good racing and uh, had some had some really good 
little nuggets of uh, of goss from the drivers. So it's been great. Now, look, the racing is so good. And, and that, yeah, it is a spec series. Now, I'm sure lots of our listeners do know, but for anyone who isn't fully up to speed, F2 and F3, they are spec series. Just to remind us about the chassis they use, things like the engine, some of the key technical regulations. Because, again, if you're not super into it at the moment and you're maybe going to cover, you know, maybe a Formula One fan wants to watch a bit more of it next year, they do look like little Formula One cars. What are the similarities? What are the differences? It's quite a busy grid. 30 F3 cars on the grid, uh, which contributes to some exciting racing. It's a Dallara chassis, Mechachrome engine. They do look similar. So they've got the halo. They run Pirelli rubber, but there's only one compound. So they don't have pit stops during during either the feature race or the sprint race. They just use the one compound. And um, and they have DRS. They, they're quite similar in a lot of ways to F1 cars. They're just, you know, not as powerful. They have run on nine F1 weekends this year. Year, alongside F2 which had 14 rounds and and it's the it's the kind of first step on that on that three-tier pyramid towards F1 so a lot of the drivers have stepped up from championships like Formula Regional European or GB3 um, and they're making that next big step up to F1 into the you know into the F1 world the F1 weekend different paddock but next to the F1 paddock so for these drivers coming up this is their first big shot to to impress F1 teams and F2 teams as well for when they make that next step up. But it is a big deal and it's really a lot of exciting racing that people um, people should get more on board with, I think. Totally, totally. Uh, Formula 3, if you include predecessors, names like GP3 or Euro F3 over the years. And of course, these days, FA Formula 3 is fully in support of Formula 1. It races at those, those rounds. But over the years, there's been some really big names. You look at the F1 paddock and you look at where they've come from and almost every driver has come from GP3, Euro F3, what is now FIA F3. So the likes of Charles Leclerc, George Russell, they both won F3 on their, in their rookie season um, and then moved up to F2 and did the same and then moved up to F1. But you've got the likes of, you know, Oscar Piastri, who, who also did that the same as, as Leclerc and Russell. You've got Bottas, you've got Sonoda, Esteban Ocon, Carlos Sainz. All these drivers have started in F3 or the equivalent on that journey to uh, to the the F1 paddock so it's it's the sort of place where you're going to see the drivers who in a few years will be F1 drivers or will hope to be F1 drivers. So Victor Martins, newly crowned champion, he's now going to be moving up to F2. Um, the, dri- the champion can't stay in the series. They have to move on. So Victor Martins will be looking to make his move up to F2. And the next step from that, if he can get a seat, is F1. So F3 is the place to look if you want to know who's going to be in F1 in a few years. This is where you need to keep an eye on. And just look at the all the, the news lately around Colton Herter, someone who hasn't done that typical journey that other F1 drivers have, and a fantastic driver. And we start to talk about super licenses and things like that. So it just get, it gets really hard for drivers that do have their sights set on F1 that want to do it a slightly different way. Um, not impossible, absolutely not impossible. And, of course, next week uh, we will do, uh, if you're listening to this thinking, uh, oh, just F3, yes, no, Megan will do an F2 show next week for us on the podcast, just so you know. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into then about the idea of, leaving championships as champion but what if there is nowhere to go in formula one next what do you do and we'll take a look at some of those uh, circumstances so yeah you mentioned nine rounds then in 2022 formula three is all wrapped up now Um, where did we go racing in formula three this year 
So the season kicked off in Bahrain, uh, same time as the F1 season. So it started in Bahrain. Uh, there are two races every weekend. There's a sprint race on Saturday and a feature race on Sunday. Then there was a bit of a gap. F3 went to Imola and then it was Barcelona, um, Silverstone. And then the Red Bull Ring was the double header in July. Um, and then there was a little bit of a gap before Hungary. Then it was the summer break. And then we had the triple header to, to round off the season of Spa, Zantfort and Monza and what a triple header that was. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get into that and review the season. Hey, who were the big names in F3? Who were the last year's champions coming back into this season? Who were the ones that you wanted to watch this year? Since the start of, of this era of F3, Prema have always dominated. They came into this era of F3 in 2019. They won the double straight away with Robert Schwartzman and took the team's title. Same again the following year with Piastri. Um, really, really strong team. Always perform well. You know, they, they, they are very dominant across both junior series. 2021, Dennis Hauger took the team's, uh, took the driver's title for them. Uh, but Trident actually beat them to the team's title. Uh, not by very much, but but they, they did. So they, they had a, a bit of a wobble there, but still a great year for Prima. And then this year, Victor Martins took the driver's title for ART, who are also one of the top performing teams with Prema and Trident but Prema have 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 again secured the team's title so three out of four uh, on both fronts for Prema. Let's go through the season then and have a look at uh, who did well as the year uh, progressed. We started in Bahrain now it wasn't your first because your first one was in Spain uh, right in terms of the one you, you first traveled to so beginning of the season covering that remotely what was it like for Formula 3 to be back this year? Yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, by the time by the time it started again, it felt like F three had been a lot away for a long time. Given that the the titles normally wrapped up quite a bit earlier than the F one or the F two title, uh, so we came back in Bahrain. Um, characteristically dramatic opening round, you know, sprint race. Oli Behrman, rookie for Prima. Um, crosses the line first and then is given a track limits penalty and has the win taken away and it's given to Isaac Hadjar uh, who drives for high tech um, so straight away it set the tone this is going to be a chaotic year so it was it was Hadjar who got the sprint race win in Bahrain and Victor Martins who you will hear a lot more about uh, took the, the the feature race win good way to, to start the season and from there Martins pretty much dominated um, he, he led almost the whole season um, there was a, a, an interesting title battle between him and Isaac Hadjar um, Hajar took the lead of the standings in Hungary, uh, but by Zantfort, Victor Martins had, had taken it back, and and then he went on to win from there. Um, there were some interesting, uh, interesting kind of challenges around actually, because Zayn Maloney had been running, you know, seventh in the standings for a lot of the season, won the final three feature races of the season, and finished second second overall. So there was quite a lot of, of close running, um, you know. Honourable mentions to Ollie Behrman. He took double podiums at Spa and Monza before going on to finish third in the standings uh, as a a rookie, which Zane Maloney was also a rookie. Um, They both had fantastic seasons. And Victor Martins, when asked um, after after he'd been crowned champion, who he thought had been really impressive, Behrman and and Maloney were the two who he picked out. Um, And I think they, you know, had an absolutely incredible season. I'll be really interested to see what happens with those two next year. Um, 
yeah, it was it was it was a it was a great season. It was just so much action, so much swapping and changing in the standings. There were there were ten different winners of races. There was people who you expected to be doing really well, not doing so well. There was these surprise kind of surprise challenges from the likes of Zane Maloney and, and Ollie Behrman. And and it was an absolutely brilliant season. After Bahrain, it then Formula Three moved to uh, okay, for, following Formula One uh, to some of those circuits that uh, will prove really invaluable knowledge for these drivers as they move through the the single-seater ladder. Tracks like Imola, and then also Spain as well, which was your first race that you you covered on the ground. Um, What were those two races like coming into the European season? Yeah, it was was brilliant. I mean, there was was surprise winners. Uh, David Vardales won the the sprint race in Barcelona for Campos, who, um, who aren't, you know... By no stretch of the imagination are they a bad team, but they were. It was a surprise win for David Vidalis. It was really fantastic to see him take his first win. Um, you know, Franco Colapinto winning a race for Van Amersfoort Racing. It's their first season in F3 this year, um, having competed in you know Euro Formula Open and other more junior series. Um, so that was great to see. You know, a new team to the series taking a win in the third race of the season at Imola. That was that was brilliant. Um, you saw Roman Stanek win in Imola. Um, Trident driver again, very strong team. One of the top three um and then barcelona was again a, a, a brilliantly chaotic race um there was there was penalties there was winds changing hands there was you know uh all the things you'd expect from f3 because yeah, italy was it was either wet or damp was it full wets uh, imola oh imola was imola was wet and it was it was like oh, one okay, of those that mornings was the wet one. It was one of those mornings where you you can see when they start the broadcast a bit before F3, it's like, oh no, it's going to be wet. <laughs> and it just about, it had just about dried up. It was, um, it wasn't too bad by, um, by the, by the time the feature race rolled round at whatever time, it was something like 8am, um, Roman Stanek beat Oli Behrman, but there were, there were mixed conditions. There were three safety car periods. There was wets, there was slicks, there was... All sorts. Um, Zane Maloney had looked like he was going to win that race, um, but he span out from P1 on the safety car restart, the second one, um, and Behrman got the lead and then Stanek took the lead on the penultimate lap and it was um, it was absolutely brilliant. It, Imola's a, a great circuit for, for racing and it was it definitely... Uh, Definitely proved that there. There was oh, it was there was there was chaos on the third safety car restart. There was a clash with Gregoire Saucy and Ollie Behrman. There was Jack Crawford sneaking through. There was Hadjar sneaking through. So it was uh, it was definitely a great race. If you need to go back and watch some F three from this season, the Imola feature race is a good place to start. And then of course you moved to Silverstone, which you were also at with much of the Autosport team. And a couple of Brits who did well there. Stick around, we'll get on to that. We'll talk end of the season, which was frankly crazy, and what it means for Formula 3 and who to look out for when it returns next year. Uh, Stick around, all of those storylines are on the way. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay, let's get back to the Autosport podcast now. And we were talking a Formula 3 season review. And so, yeah, everyone can remember, probably if you're a Formula 1 fan, uh, earlier this summer when F1 hit Silverstone. But of course, on that support bill uh, is a bunch of fantastic racing. And that includes Formula 3 and some of the Brits doing well. Silverstone was absolutely brilliant and it was great to see uh, Zach O'Sullivan took pole uh, for Sunday's feature race with Carlin. So, you know, British driver, British team. Home race at Silverstone. First, uh, um, first pole for them in Formula 3, wasn't it? So Yeah, yeah. And he actually, um, he, he, you know, he started on pole. He finished second. But to get a podium, you know, at his home race, he's a Williams Academy driver as well. So to have that kind of like real real home feel for him, I think, was, was great. And I think it probably helped him. I think the fact that he had all that support behind him really, really helped. And he actually, um, he actually went on to, he went on to finish 11th in the standings, but that's actually the highest a Carlin driver has finished in this era of F3. So I'm hoping to get a bit more of a chat with Zach uh, about that soon. Cause he had a, he had a great season. And I think I'm, I think he's, you know, he's destined for, for big things next year. He, he won, he won GB3 in 2021 with Carlin. Um, so, and he came second in British F4 the year before. So he's definitely, you know, he's a strong contender. And I think with that extra little push next year, he could be one to watch as well for the title. And then I know you're such a big fan of the track in Austria. It's great. It's great for fans. Great for those working at the event as well. We all get tr- treated very nicely uh, in Austria. Great place to go. And that was a where was a safety car start, wasn't it? Or that was a that was a wet one as well. Yeah, it was chaotic. <laughs> the word chaotic comes a, chaotic. comes up a lot when discussing F three. Um, it was there was a red flagged qualifying. There was a lights to flag win from Isaac Hadjar, a wet Red Bull ring. It's yeah, formation lap started behind the safety car. There was a rolling restart. Um, and Isaac Hadjar just absolutely went for it. Big gap by halfway through the race and just held on. And he took his second win. He'd won the sprint race at Silverstone. So he then took the feature race win at the Red Bull ring as well. And that, and that was when he really, you know, got a bit closer to Victor in the, uh, in the, in the standings. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was wet. It was, just chaotic there's contact there's wet tires there's yellow flags there's people spinning there was teammates colliding um the shrews teammates there's a the shrews number 15 seat has had quite a lot of drivers in it this year uh more more drivers than the sugar babes has had members and uh there was zdanek chovanek was sitting in that seat and and be collided with Francesco Pizzi and Malvastiti span behind them. And then there was yellow flags because someone had a broken wing. And um, it was just very dramatic, very good racing. And I think it's something that F3 is really good for is that like fast paced, action packed drama Mm. uh, that maybe sometimes F1 when it's a bit processional, you need that F3 support race just to spice things up a bit. F1 can be a slow burn. And I made this point on the Formula One review podcast after Monza as well that that's why I like Formula One like I like Grand Prix racing because it's the slow burn I compared it to test match not T20 uh, <laughs> because but that's that's why you know Grand Prix racing it is endurance racing um, and uh, you know it's not 
it's not six or 12 or 24 hours, but it is an endurance race. So yeah, Formula 3 is just brilliant for right out of the blocks and, and here we go. So next you move on to the Hungaro Ring, also you know, a legendary racing venue. Uh, that's not one that you made it to, but how was the racing there? Yeah, again, uh, chaotic and wet. Um, the thing, the thing with F3 taking place first thing in the morning is that often if it's rained overnight, it hasn't had chance to dry properly yet when it will have done by 2 PM when, or 3 PM when F1 starts. So F3 normally gets the worst conditions. If it's going to, if it's going to be wet, if it's going to have been, you know, damp overnight, F3 has to deal with that. Um, and, and so, you know, there was a, the sprint race on the Saturday was was dramatic. Uh, Kyle Collette took his maiden win, which was lovely to see. Uh, he drives to MP Motorsport, uh, who you'll hear a lot more about in the F2 podcast. Um, and Oliver Gertha as well was um, was sitting in the he's leading Euro uh, Euro Formula Open at the moment, um, and he was sitting in at Campos um, for uh, Hunter Yaney, who was injured, um, and he had a fantastic race. You know, seeing someone make their F3 debut and do such an amazing job as he did, I think Oliver Gertha deserves to be promoted to f3 next year um so that was that was a, a crazy one and then the this this feature race on the sunday was a bit calmer by f3 standards uh, and alexander smollier won from pole a fantastic job from him um and there was an interesting bit of strategy play from uh from zach o'sullivan and, and one manuel correa um because f3 doesn't have pit stops but if it's if it's been wet and it's drying uh, they can change to slicks um and that's exactly what Zach O'Sullivan and, and Correa did and and they absolutely stormed through the field. I think they, they pitted from something like, you know, further than halfway through the pack. Um, they were running like 16th, 17th, pitted for slicks um, and Zach O'Sullivan ended up fourth. So he just absolutely went for it and they was the the guys that head on on wet tires were no match for the slick runners at all. It was it was brilliant to see and Correa came came across the line in sixth as well, which is also also really nice to see. And then we get into the run in of the season, more legendary venues, so Spa and Zandvoort and then Monza. And and you mentioned you, you made reference to it at the beginning of the podcast. That's when so Victor Martins didn't dominate in terms of after Spain uh, we didn't see him winning again, but he was always there or thereabouts most of the time. But that's when you mentioned Zane Maloney had this incredible run in and and we see some great results for Brit Oliver Behrman as well. Just talk us through that last run in, that triple header and of course the craziness of how the season ended. Yeah, exactly. I think something that Victor has said himself is that he did make quite a lot of mistakes. But as you say, he was consistent. He was up there the whole time. He wasn't winning races, but he was up there the whole time. So when we came back from the summer break to Spa, it was really crucial for him to be to be near the top of the field. And um, and yeah, it was Zane Maloney and Ollie Behrman's weekend in Spa. They both had an absolutely brilliant uh brilliant session for both of them um ollie took the the sprint wa- sprint race win on the saturday it was his first series win and it was great to, you know it's great always great to see british drivers doing well but you know ollie uh drives suprema he's a ferrari junior um and and it was it was brilliant to see him get his first win you know especially after that disappointment at the first race of the season crossing the line first having that win taken away to see him finally get that win at spa was was really great to see on the saturday and then on the sunday uh kyle colette started on pole it went from there and, and Zay Maloney again had a had a brilliant race and, and continued that form throughout the rest of the season and that's how he ended up finishing second because despite having had a crash in Saturday's feature race um, he 
he really bounced back and he had an amazing Sunday. Passed Kyle Collette for the lead on the first lap. Had a bit of tussling about who'd been off track and who hadn't. Um, and, and, and won and took his first feature race win. And it was the first of three in a row. He took all, all the remaining three feature race wins um, for Trident, which was quite a turn up in form. Given that he'd been running about seventh in the standings through most of the season, to then finish second with three feature race wins in a row was mm. incredible. Um, I don't know what he did on the summer break, but he must have worked hard. <laughs> and again, I'm sure most of our listeners know this, but for anyone who needs a little reminder, it's 10 points for the win in the sprint, 10, 9, 8, and it goes down to one. And then uh, and a fastest lap point as well. And then the feature race, it's... Yeah, it's 25 points for the win, down 18, 15. Uh, and again, so you get points for pole and points for fastest lap or a point at least. So how Monza ended, and you were you know, you know, were at Monza, you were covering all this for us on the ground, the, the actual points finish in the Drivers' Championship, A, was incredibly tight in terms of Victor Martins and Zay Maloney and Oliver Bermany, in fact, going down as well. But not only was there so few points between them, but also it was the craziest end uh, to the F3 season. Talk us through that. It was just unbelievable. And a lot of the drivers have said they wanted the race to restart. And and so did Bruno Michel, the series CEO. Uh, it was very controversial. I mean, Victor Martins was crowned champion after a red flag. Um, but, you know, he, he'd been running in fourth. Um, Zay Maloney was bleeding. Um, Oli Behrman was running in second. Um, and and Victor Martins was running, running in third. Um, and then the... The race was red flagged because there was a, a crash at, at Lesmo 2 and uh, Kushmani and Brad Benavides went into the barrier and it was quite obvious after the crash had happened that there was going to need to be barrier repairs. That's fine. It's good to stop races if, if repairs need to be made rather than having a safety car or endangering any drivers. Stop the race. That's fine. They then didn't restart the race. There was five laps remaining. They didn't restart it. And after the red flag... Victor Martins was then given a five-second penalty because he'd exceeded track limits. So that demoted him to fifth. But then the driver who'd been promoted to fourth, William Alitalo, was also given a five-second penalty, which then promoted Martins back up to fourth and secured him the title. It had been so close on the points that really, I believe, it should have been restarted. The problem was with timing, with scheduling. F3 has run in, in a early window before F2 and there was an F2 feature race to come and then there's Porsche Super Cup and then there's the F1 so it's a very packed schedule on a Sunday and series CEO Bruno Michel said that he would have preferred a different end to the championship given how close it was given given how much is at stake there um, but you know Victor Martins was a very deserved champion he took the took the title Oli Behrman took third in the standings in the end. He'd been running in second um, and Zane Maloney, as I mentioned, finished second. But Ollie Behrman did say afterwards that he actually thinks if that race had been resumed, he could have caught Zane Maloney. He was really clear. He was half a second behind him by the time it was red flagged. Uh, and that Victor Martins would actually have fallen back and his penalty would then have had more of an impact. Had that race been restarted, we may well have had a different champion given how close it was, given how close the points were. As you said, Martins finished five points clear of Maloney in the standings in the end and Oli Behrman was two points behind behind him in third. It was so, so, so close and the margins were so fine that if it had been restarted, you know, rolling rolling start behind the safety car, if, if for example, Arthur Leclerc had passed Victor Martins or Roman Stanek had passed Victor Martins, when Martin's penalty was then applied, he could have ended up way down the order, which then would have had massive effects on the championship. So I could really understand... Ollie's disappointment and frustration um, with with the way that it ended, but 
unfortunately, given given the, the scheduling of an F1 weekend, especially on a Sunday, there isn't really much room to to change things around. And I think that the FIA thought that the easiest thing to do was just to stop it. So that F2 could then start on time and then everything else could carry on. Bruno Michel suggested that he would have preferred F2, the F2 race to have been shortened, given that the champion mm. had already been crowned on Saturday. Um, and that they could have then had a, you know, a five, five lap shoot out to the title, which I think would have been much more exciting, but I'm not the FIA uh, for better or for worse. So it was definitely a controversial, um, a controversial ending. I mean, Isaac Hadjar had been running second in the standings, but he crashed out of qualifying on Friday and it was heartbreaking. You, mm. you see that you see him get out of his car. He didn't get out of his car for ages. He was fine. He was just absolutely distraught. I think he knew when that happened on the Friday that that was his title gone. Um, because he'd been running, you know, been running really close to victory in the standings. He was only um, going into the weekend. It was Martins on 126, Hadjar on 121, and then Stanek on 109. But after that qualifying crash, left Hadjar in 20th. Um, and with the reverse grid on the Saturday as well, you only benefit if you're in the top 12. So he was way behind his rivals. With the the sprint race on the Saturday, um, really closed the field up. And then it was it was that controversial feature race on Sunday. Hadjar finished fourth in the end um, on 123 points, um, with Stanek in fifth on 117. Um, and Arthur Leclerc, uh, brother of, um, <laughs> finished sixth on, on 114 points. And I think he was quite disappointed with that, given that it was his second season, um, I think, Arthur Leclerc probably would have thought he would be the leading primer um yeah. I, I don't know that i haven't i'm not psychic but given that given that his rookie teammate finished third i'd be interested to hear what what arthur thinks about that but yeah, it was an absolutely crazy action-packed season finale fitting of the season that had preceded it so it was it was another absolutely absolutely brilliant f3 season and i i expect there will be more of the same next year. I know you want to have a word, uh, sort of sum up some of the autosport supported drivers as well, how they've done this year. Yeah, so um, Zach O'Sullivan, who was a um, an autosport young driver of the year award uh, finalist last year, um, I mentioned briefly before, but he finished eleventh um, in the standings. He took two podiums, um, and it, and he was the highest placed Carlin driver in this era of F three. And I think um, he did a fantastic job. You know, he had some really strong points finishes he took that second place at Silverstone um he had a really good outing at the Hungaro ring as well so I think there's lots more to see from Zach O'Sullivan um and Johnny Edgar as well I think is, is an important one to mention um he missed a couple of rounds um he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease after Bahrain um he'd been feeling really unwell and and he had to sit out a couple of rounds um and the the, the in-season t- test in Barcelona as well because because of his diagnosis but he came back at Silverstone at his home race he scored points in the feature race and he went on to have a really good um a really good end of the season he scored points in the last six uh six races of the season so he made an amazing comeback um he drifted Trident um and and he he's a rebel junior as well and he had a brilliant end of the season I really hope Johnny's feeling a lot better and feeling up to, to seeing what he can do next year. Because again, it's it's really nice to see those those young British drivers coming through and, and showing what they can do. Well, that is our review of the Formula 3 season. Should we do it all over again this time next week and do FIA Formula 2? 
I can't wait. Go on, go on then. <laughs> what, a, what a season. Yeah, I've got, I've got a lot to say about F2. What a season. Brilliant. Oh, we look forward to it. Megan, thank you so much for joining us, as always, on the Autosport podcast. So much to uh, talk about in those series that lead their way to Formula One. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to the Autosport podcast if you've just discovered us, if you're not already. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.